The truth is that comfort teaches us nothing, whereas there is much to learn from our pain and discomfort. How will this pain serve us, challenge us in a way to come out with a lesson to be better than before? We must be looking for it. Our presence and attention right here, right now, will aid in noticing the lessons to be learned, the treasure in our sorrow, the wisdom in our tragedy, the blessing in our distress. My name is Michael Shikitano, and this is Right Here, Right Now, a podcast to inspire the learner inside each of us. In a world that is full of so much information, we will help find and package that information so that you can use it in your lives every day in practical ways. And in each episode, we will remind you of the importance of being present and mindful of your daily thoughts, actions, and interactions. It is truly the most vital step to learning and growth, being mindful and present right here, right now, to take on life's challenges and turn them into life's lessons. So come on this venture with us, a new beginning, a new journey that starts right here, right now. Welcome back, people. I am Michael Shikitano, your host of Right Here, Right Now, the podcast where we help teach you through various forms of insight and inspiration from so many sources of amazing instruction that being present and practicing mindfulness is the finest way to find our path to learning through the noticing and attention and awareness of experiencing our joy and suffering, challenges and celebrations in each of our moments, embracing the mindset that we have chosen to harness on our journey. And from this learning comes growth, where we may begin to develop a true transformation, a liberation even of our most authentic selves that lasts and positively impacts others. And today we begin to learn and understand how experiencing our pain and suffering may allow us to come through some difficult challenges with a more healthy approach that has the propensity to leave us even better than we were before. I am so grateful that you took the time to join us today. Please don't forget to rate the show and share these episodes with someone that is struggling, maybe suffering in pain which means you probably could be sharing this with just about anyone, right? We're all going through something. We all struggle at some point with how we're responding, coping, dealing, managing some of the obstacles in our lives. And today we're just going to help teach a little bit, uh, some lessons here from a wonderful book on how to embrace those challenges. And uh, before we get to the book, if you did not experience the mindfulness intention of embracing pain, I urge you to check it out. It was also inspired by Rabbi Steve Leader's book, 
that we're going to go over today, More Beautiful Than Before, was the title of his book. It's a very helpful uh, book. The It's like a manuscript of how to deal with pain, and there's a, a lot of great insight. And the episode of the mindfulness intention of embracing pain is a very helpful construct to navigate how we can and should embrace the pain and suffering we know we will encounter. So that mindfulness intention really set me up for today's discussion on how we can use some very practical advice on how to be better because of our pain. That's right. We know that if we if we really start to notice and feel our pain, be aware of it, and continue on by embracing it, using the pain even, that we can really be, as Rabbi Stephen Leder puts it in his amazing book, More Beautiful Than Before. And I want to just start off the episode as I worked through some of the the, the readings and, and, and some other podcasts. I came across a couple of quotes that really sets the stage nicely for, I think, what we're going to talk about. The first one is from Frederick Nietzsche. And he says, to live is to suffer. To survive is to find some meaning in the suffering. And then Susan Cain uh, shared, whatever pain you can't get rid of, make that your creative offering. The real creativity is the transformation of pain into beauty. And these are wonderful thoughts, really allows us, I think, to just maybe uh, sets us up and primes us for the four concepts that I'd like to go over from Rabbi Leader's amazing book. And I really, I highly recommend it. Uh, And we're going to start with the first concept. It was the first chapter. And the concept is when you must, you can. And the beautiful book began with this chapter on how we must realize and then decide that we are stronger than we believe we are at any given moment in our lives in response really to almost any situation. And it is likely that you've done this in your lifetime. Maybe you didn't notice it. Maybe there was too much pain and uh, you didn't really realize that you were doing more than you were capable of doing. And we respond to suffering and pain in this way. And I love the quote that he started his book with. And it's in the words of Theodore Roosevelt. And he writes, courage is not having the strength to go on. It is going on when you don't have the strength. And we will amaze ourselves when we just put one foot in front of the other, one mindfully present step at a time and come to realize how strong we can be because of how strong we must be in the face of tragedy, suffering, devastating loss, the unimaginable dread. His offering, the practical work we can do every time we encounter some sort of pain, we must do what we can as often and consistently as we can. And it sets ourselves up on a path of a more productive outlook. We ask ourselves some questions to help ground our thoughts and actions, shift our perspective here to stop and ask, what can I be doing in the next hour to take care of my loved one, 
to take care of myself, to make the current situation better, to ease the pain. And and the practicality, it kind of comes through when we change our thoughts, shifting our mindset and turning some of our old mantras of suffering into a new and productive way of just believing how things will turn out. And he gave us some examples. We take you know, some things that we may have said, I just can't take it. And we turn that into, I can relax to feel better. And we take, it will never go away and turn that into, it waxes and wanes, right? There's ups and downs. And we can take, it will only get worse to, I can control how much attention I give it. And I think deep breaths along with these new mantras and this shifting perspective will help us to stop and to notice that the shift is even necessary. Those mindful moments here. And we look to take action. Again, go back to that embracing pain, mindfulness, intention that I shared with each of you in a previous episode. It's turning our negative thoughts on pain into positive action, a productive and useful manifestation of our emotions that we are struggling with. And just try to reflect on a moment where there seemed to be little choice and you put one foot in front of the other. When will your next, when you must, you can moment be? And and maybe you don't have to wait for tragedy to implement this practice. Let this help you with old traumas and, and current smaller obstacles that we know we will face. This practice and being mindful of it will definitely help for when those more difficult times will face. And the next concept from Rabbi Leader is enough is enough. And in this chapter, where he discusses how being grateful for all of our blessings, we can start with the littlest ones, right? You've heard this from me before, how gratitude and and a grateful mindset is so important. And this will also help us overcome pain and strife that we know our lives will present to us. And he began this chapter with a poem written by a woman. Her name was Jane Kenyon. And she wrote the poem when she found out her husband had cancer. I get out of bed on two strong legs. It might have been otherwise. I ate cereal, sweet milk, ripe, flawless peach, it might have been otherwise. I took the dog uphill to the birch wood. All morning, I did the work I love. At noon, I lay down with my mate. It might have been otherwise. We ate dinner together at a table with silver candlesticks. It might have been otherwise. I slept in a bed in a room with paintings on the walls and planned another day just like this day. But one day I know it will be otherwise. And this beautiful poem reminds us of the ordinary things we have, the extraordinary nature of having and coming to be a bit more grateful for these ordinary things. And yet even these simplest things will one day be taken from us, taken from those we love. And we often think that when we lose greatly, 
That's where the greatest suffering will follow. But we are reminded that the loss of ordinary things is most extraordinary. And he writes, life is a miracle for which we ought to be grateful every day because it could be otherwise, right? And the irony here is pointed out yet again in that it's easier to count our blessings when we are faced with something terrible than it is when things are going well. And he writes, most of us lead pretty ordinary lives most of the time, and that is a challenge in itself because it's hard to appreciate just how extraordinary ordinary really is. And when we suffer a loss, we often think of only the loss, what could have been, what was yet to come, but remains unrealized, unfulfilled. However, we must reflect on the gift of what we did experience. And though what remains may only be memories, these are full, whole, beautiful blessings, just as they are. And one way we begin to shift, again, a shift here, right? We shift our perspective is we must wake up to the blessed life we already have despite the pain or suffering or loss. Recognize what remains in the midst of the pain or loss. Recognize the fullness of this moment, the gift of our present, what remains to be explored, experienced, fulfilled as we move on. And Rabbi uh, Leader shared a story, Stacy Kramer, who gave a wonderful TED Talk about the gift that she received and what this gift offered her and how it changed her life. I will leave a link to the TED Talk video in the show notes. You must watch it. I will not spoil it with any sort of description because it will hit you. It will impact you in a profoundly positive way if you're present and mindful watching it. Definitely check it out. And the next concept here to help us be better than before we met our pain is be uncomfortable. All right, so raise your hand if you came here looking to be more uncomfortable. Who is ever in search of discomfort? Why would we be looking for something that may cause us some pain or unease? But what if I asked, did you come here looking to learn something? Right here, right now, right? That's what it's all about. The podcast that helps us learn to be better people through the practice of mindfulness, right? So learning is likely a motivation that brought you here. Rabbi Leader tells us, The truth is that comfort teaches us nothing, whereas there is much to learn from our pain and discomfort. How will this pain serve us, challenge us in a way to come out with a lesson to be better than before? We must be looking for it. Our presence and attention right here, right now, will aid in noticing the lessons to be learned the treasure in our sorrow, the wisdom in our tragedy, the blessing in our distress. And leader shares, comfort dulls our edge. Pain sharpens our perspective, right? And we sometimes see and encounter a terrible world, a revolting reality, 
heinous experiences. This is the worst thing about the experience in our lives, our pain. And yet it is also the blessing hidden within it. Our eyes must be open to the endless accounts of suffering. Open your hearts to the lessons and turn them into action. So if you're feeling discomfort in helping yourself or helping another, know that you are certainly on the right path to that learning and growth and coming through better than before. And the last concept that Rabbi Leader talks about in one of his chapters, it's one of the last chapters in this beautiful book, Fix Something. And he begins with memories of him and his dad working on things that were broken. He reminds us all that many of us do not fix much of anything anymore. We live in a world of disposable things, right? Something breaks, it's replaced, and on our doorstep in an hour. He goes on and extrapolates when we are hurt or wronged by someone, we stop calling, we stop caring, we shrug, and we move on. We throw away so much, we fix so little. Pain forces us to look at our flaws, people, right? Our weaknesses. We look inside ourselves. Are we in the habit of shrugging and moving on? Are we in the habit of tossing away a once treasured relationship? Are we in the habit of the quickest and easiest resolution without the work? Rabbi Leader forces us to at least ask ourselves, can we do more with the tools given to us? by our parents, grandparents, spiritual leaders, our mentors? Can we do more with the tools of apology and forgiveness, humility and kindness? Can we do more with the tools of patience and mindfulness? And it is in this next statement that he gives us the greatest source of inspiration and action and hope even. He writes, the lessons pain comes to teach us are the tools that can repair and save our very lives and souls. Pain is the invitation to fix what is broken, people, in us and in this world. Fix something that is broken and you will not have walked through hell and come out empty-handed. You will be bathed in the light of wisdom and live a more beautiful life. Use your pain to fix something. He pleads with us. And do not wait. If you're more apt to fix something at some of the first signs of damage, you may prevent a lot of unnecessary pain and loss. You may avoid that point of no return. But you must be present and mindful of signs of disrepair, signs of some wear and tear in our relationships, our internal thoughts and struggles, the world around us. Leaving your ego behind here will also prove to be very helpful. And he reminds us that the timing is crucial. Don't wait for someone else to pick up the phone. Don't let your ego hold you from that apology. Don't let your resentment or fear leave you less likely to reach out and repair that broken friendship. Embrace the potential for a new love or rediscover, maybe rekindle an estranged relationship with your child. How about this? 
maybe don't wait for the pain to arrive. Let's act and learn. Maybe prevention has its role here, people. Maybe being aware enough of the patterns and trajectories in our lives to see that pain may be on its way. And we can maybe soften the blow while absorbing the lessons of mitigating the foreseen strife in our path. And this masterfully written book is on the top of my recommendation list, people, right? Rabbi Steve Leader, more beautiful than before. I will likely reread it. So many insights and stories about how we can all be better than before we met our pain, our suffering, our challenge. A gentle reminder here, you should listen to right here, right now, Mindfulness Intention on Embracing Pain. It was a few episodes back. It's a tribute and inspiration to turn our pain into action. Please also rate this episode, uh, share the episode with anyone that may need to hear this, right? And then you can certainly ask them to leave a rating as well. And I want to leave you with some final thoughts from the book that may maybe allow us to relieve some pressure we put on ourselves when we see others in pain and just realize how simple it can be to help someone. More simple than it may seem, no matter the challenge. And Rabbi Leader tells us, showing up for someone that needs you is really the only thing that you can do when someone is suffering. No words or deeds that matter more than just showing up. Being there, presently and mindfully, of course, in the moments when suffering needs an ear to listen, perhaps a hand to hold, and always a heart to feel. Please go out and do this, people. Embrace your pain. Find meaning in the lessons of suffering right here, right now. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time right here right now.